2: what's up guys it's denise salcedo welcome to Fightful wrestling i gotta say i'm very stoked because today i have an incredible guest coming with me here today he is none other than give it up ladies and gentlemen for the distraction legend bob o'neal hey denise hello there, bob
3: hello uh thanks there's a lot of really excited about this one
2: this is it, man. I got to ask you, you know, you broke the news about Brock Lesnar returning all the way back in March. And now that he is back, how do you feel?
3: You know, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm vindicated. Uh, I'm really glad to have uh, had the scoop all along. You know, uh, it's, it's a big day. It's been a big week for wrestling. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's very good stuff.
2: Well, congratulations on getting that scoop. I'm very, very happy for you.
3: Oh, thank you. Um, so, I have a question as well real quick here
2: Oh no Here comes the pain And I
0: said Sychosis. This I'm was 12 Pals And O'Neill Starts <laughs> 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 a feed from the jaws of victory With a point gun and the chubby cheese Distraction Hey Podcast We were filled Wins and losses Don't need shit So watch Joseph Grinch as I do his best Distraction Hey
4: Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by Joseph Holbert, and as you see, Thank you to Denise Alcedo for <laughs> doing the
0: call, though. <laughs> Jeremy,
2: I took time out of my day for this. I was yes, like, already right. said five minutes. I have no idea. You just sent me a DM saying, I apologize <laughs> for what I'm going to put you through. Gave me very little instruction. I come on here, and I'm like, I have no idea what to expect. I didn't even know I was going to be on the screen when we came back.
4: <laughs> That's how the show works. We just got to do shit, Denise. That's what we I do. I love it.
2: I love it. Congratulations to the both of you on that very lovely montage.
5: It's <laughs> tremendous, right? We have our own theme song. Hang on, yeah. I, I have to ask, was that my shitty connection on Bob's that made his like punchline all mess up? It was, was, it they... was <laughs> a
4: wheels. It was a a real the real best video. Yeah, I was
2: scared because I didn't know because I was waiting for him to finish talking so that I could do my line and I couldn't make I was like, I think he's done talking now. Cause his connection was like funky.
5: It was tremendous. He had the one line he had to hit and he started cutting up. I was like, Oh no,
2: <laughs> live television! Everybody, live television.
4: Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Denise, for, for doing that.
2: You're welcome. I mean, I, I'm always here to help the people, I'm here to give the people the, what they want. The people
4: love, the people love Hollywood Salcedo, no. yes, the people they do. Love Hollywood Salcedo. No. Denise, pl- plug every- You're rubbing elbows with big stars, and now you've met Bob O'Neill, which is the biggest moment of your <laughs> career, I think. Like Rhea Ripley, Bianca Bello. Who are these that people? Was you just interviewed Robert I... O'Neill,
2: Jeremy. That was better than when I interviewed the cardboard cardboard version of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I did an interview with Bro- cardboard version of Brock Lesnar. This was it, man. That was my peak right there. I'm I'm gonna have to retire now because that's I'm. N- it's not gonna get better than that. <laughs> Um, but do I just like plug it? What's going yes, on next? What's happening? <laughs> Jeremy gave me no instructions, ladies no. and gentlemen. that worse. I, I do not give anybody instructions for a couple of minutes, and I was like, all right, cool. I will do that. Um, all right, so BTW, I guess I'll plug my giveaway because that's actually what I'm working on right now. I'm about to post the biggest giveaway ever on Twitter, so that's coming up. And then Saturday, I'm doing a Kahoot game on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise it's going to be an AEW all-out trivia, and given that there's only been like two all-outs, it's going to be like a pretty easy trivia game, but I'm giving away prizes for that. It's going to be like a live game. 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. British Summer Time. So that's going to be the time slots for that. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Also, I have a hit tweet. Jeremy uh, Joe, have you guys seen my hit tweet of AEW wrestlers as Toy Story uh, as as characters? it's my biggest tweet ever well not the biggest tweet ever but it's people are loving it go look at that that's all your
4: tweets are hit tweets denise
2: yeah i know that's all i've got (laughs)
4: Thank you so much. Denise. By the way, you're like, you gave me no, I gave I messaged you yesterday to get you. Normally I just like DM people five minutes before the show. And I'm just like, Hey, can you come on and do this bit for us? So you got more notice than
5: most people. Fair. got. Yeah, that, I said, that is fair. I can, I can vouch for that. That's actually how it usually goes. That's fair.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you.
5: Thank you so much to me. That was tremendous. Justin, what are we doing? What is this know. show? I mean, I pulled that punchline out of nowhere, but without that, we had even less. We didn't have a yeah. question.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Denise is a pro. Bless her. She's a pro. Did you see the energy levels when the when the live hit? Did you see how different the vibe it was? Because before, oh, yeah. like, Denise was running through what she had to do, and it was like, you know, it was where it was. And then when we hit live, my God, it was a performance. And then, bless her, the, the screen comes up with Bob, and he's like... Hey, and he's internet up. He followed my lead with that. That was incredible. <laughs> uh, JJ has a super chat. Hello to favorite big stars. Hope the day is
4: good. Just enjoying my guy Punk back in wrestling. He's got scoops. We're winning. Love you both. Thank you, JJ. We are winning. We definitely are. <laughs> Jay says, Bob, don't ask Denise to run you over. No, we, we avoided that one. <laughs> but Ryan says, awkward as I'd hoped. Great stuff. Much love to everyone. Thank you, bud. Uh, what else we got here um, Van Twin Blade said wouldn't be rightful if, if Denise didn't get bullied I think you mean it would be fightful if Denise doesn't give away
2: right. yeah.
5: works we're not bullying
4: Denise Are you kidding no I
5: mean we, that was like as bad a thing as you can think. we just <laughs> put it on with Bob O'Neill un, like, un, unlaid anything just put it on good luck <laughs>
4: Uh Drew says we win, we own the night. No, we, we can't own the night. That's trademarked. The the night is trademarked. We actually share the night with them now. Yeah. Right? Yes. They got a big night tonight. You know that, right? I heard Bud Murphy's coming in. Yep, Braun, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, they're on the they're on Braun to Glory, the road to Braun to Glory. <laughs> <laughs>
5: You know, Carter tonight too, I hear. But that's where Tanahashi's she's going there, Rob and AEW. There's a lot of stuff going on. So tune in. The best
4: the best part is like people are running with this as, as if it's a story. And Dude.
5: <laughs> I look, I'm not a scoop star. I kind of feel for Scott that that's been like aggregated. Cause yeah, it's been some places of I can't we're starting a show like this. If you know every show I do know it's just Buddy Murphy talk, but seriously. <laughs> Like, there are some places that everyone has, they're expected to announce the signing of Buddy on BTI, and it's like, oh, I don't know about that. That's, <laughs> that's not quite how I took from that video. but Okay, we'll see.
4: He's he's had a few beers at a baseball game. <laughs> like, <right? laughs> you know, I don't think he's out here passing out scoops in, in this regard, but maybe I'm wrong.
5: Maybe this is how the, the more operates. I kind of hope so. I respect it, wouldn't you? I mean, re- <laughs> you'd have to respect it. The non compete isn't up though. It's not up till
4: August 31st. It's a tape show. What are they gonna do? Announce him? It's just a vignette. They're just gonna play a
5: vignette that is I mean that he's coming we're, soon? we are suggesting they announce him at the ball game while Scott. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean he, I think his tweet it was a pretty fair reaction, just like what well, I don't know what's going on. Do you tell me? So there you go. Oh man. What are we talking
4: about, Joseph? We are on the road to brawn to glory. Let's talk yeah. about dynamite from last night, since we are an AEW review show. Um, Chris Jericho, his last match. I'm going to be there live for his last match ever, Joseph. It's going to be a monumental moment. I might cry. I might cry as Chris Jericho loses to MJF and has his final match in AEW history.
5: You know, I have to be honest. I had a feeling they were going to do this because last week didn't feel like the blow-off, right? Didn't feel like it. And I didn't want to say that I felt they could do this, but I kind of thought they may. I don't love it. I will say this, Jeremy. I think people have been a bit hyperbolic when they say, you know, like if Jericho wins, it's like it's terrible. It's, it's Jericho's a big star, but I do think Jericho is absolutely 100% winning. Like I'm convinced yeah. Jericho's winning. And that's is that ideal? No, I wouldn't do it. Do I mean it's the end of the world? No. Like when was the last time MJF got pinned? Moxley. Moxley? Yeah, I think a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, he he'll be fine. But I don't love it. I gotta be honest. I just when that match ended on TV, I just thought, oh man, I'd like that to be it, but I don't think it is. Unfortunately, but that, like
4: he tapped out. That should have been it. Like, how do you get more? Defensive? He couldn't.
5: He couldn't do the Judas effect. Do you remember when he I did know. this? And he went, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember that? You remember? I remember. I do remember yeah. this.
4: Yeah, I know that. It, even though he tapped out, it didn't feel fully definitive. And like, if it wasn't, this was always going to be the stiff. He puts his career on the line. Right. I don't like it. You're right that like, it doesn't, it's not going to hurt MJF. If he loses this match, he'll be fine. He's still, it'll be three and one against Jericho. It'll be okay. But is it necessary? That's the question I have. Like, is it necessary? And it's just, it's not, it should be over. Jericho should regroup, recover. Try to try to move on with his life. Just move on, buddy. Like, I understand it eats yeah. at you and you can't sleep at night because MJF beat you. MJ. like try to rebuild yourself instead of instead of going back to this.
5: I didn't love it as a babyface promo, right? Like, I'm just not gonna stop. It, it felt it, it felt almost heelish to me the way that he was just basically saying, like, you can beat me 101 times, I'm just gonna keep up whining about it. It was weird. And his delivery was committed, but it wasn't. It felt like he knew he was kind of fighting uphill, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't know. I didn't feel it. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a huge fan. Like, we have to talk about dynamite in general because it was a very, uh, what would be the words, interesting episode, unique, puzzling, confusing. Yeah,
4: the, the last couple there. So, I think you were being generous
5: with those first couple of comments. So I'll be honest with you, okay? Here, I'll, Before I go any further, this is not me doing the sky is falling or, you know, they may be out of business soon. Yeah, it's me exactly. just saying as a fan of their product, they've set a very high standard. I think most of us agree they fell short with that standard last night, which is fine. However, there are some issues I think we can actually kind of like single out and look at. There are gripes I have over the first 90 minutes of the show, but I have gripes with every dynamite. I have every gripes with every wrestling show. That's wrestling, right? That's fine. However, we do need to be objective in saying the last 25 minutes of last night's show were bordering on insane. To go to do the factory versus um, the gun club. And by the way, I like QT. I have no problem with QT. If he was going to lose anyway, why put him against those guys? You could have put someone higher on the card, right? And then to main event with Malachi beating Brock and That's one thing if you're setting up an angle. Lee Johnson. I love Lee Johnson. You don't send him out there at the end of the show. To, like, it was just. It yeah. was puzzling. The dis- decisions were really strange. I thought, and Sorry, Jeremy, but just... I didn't think this show had an obvious main event, but of yeah. all of them, Brock and Malachi was the least. <laughs> you could have done Orange and Matt, I think it would have been worth it. You could have done The Tag, and it would have been a much better fit. Just a strange show. That's yeah, so all. It was a little bit... Especially for the biggest part, and this is the thing you will probably get into, Jeremy, it was doing it after Punk. It was like, oh, man, that was this wasn't the time to be so experimental. But that's my take. What are you thinking?
4: Yeah, I so a couple points one look they can have miss like shows that are misses right like it's gonna happen it's tough to keep especially the run they they've been on it's tough to keep that up every single week you're gonna have shows that are misses it doesn't like you said the sky isn't falling they ain't going out of business it's about like long-term growth and stuff right and they've shown that long term they're 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 slowly building that audience. I don't know what the rating is going to be. It'll come out during the show. Um, and really, it's not it's not that concerning. I, even if people, the big thing is they had Punk on Friday. They had Punk advertised for this show. You want a bit of a stronger show with, yeah. with the with the Punk effect there. And I don't think they gave them a strong enough show. And that's fine. Um, because you got people to tune in. I guess you put over the guys you kind of, you kind of want to put over like next week. Is it going to drop? I I think they're playing a long game here. You know, Joseph, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I think they're playing a long game here with guys. They're coming in. We had the Daniel Bryan and everything. Other guys might be coming in as well. So they're playing a long game when it comes to, to building the audience. They're not going to have hits every single week. They should have had a better show. Put together when with, with, with uh, coming off the heels of Punk coming in, they they should have had a better show. And right. when you looked at that card on paper before it happened, you're like, "What is the main event for this show?" Because there wasn't anything strong enough, like Orange and Matt, and the tag team match, Varsity Blondes and, and Lucha Bros. I think those were the strongest two potential main events. You can do Malachi and Brock. But like you said, you got to have a strong angle. And when they announced that as the main event, you were one of them, Joseph. And it was like, oh, Cody's coming back. Like we're we're getting we're getting a return of Cody here because you ain't you ain't main eventing unless you got something. I, like I wasn't that excited about it, but I did say that. Yes. I know, I know you weren't excited about it or anything. But like this is what everybody thought, right? It's like, oh man, if they're main eventing with Malakai and, and Brock, like they got to have something strong to close this out because everyone knows this is a squash. And, and it was, and it should have been. But the, the thing to close it out was Lee Johnson, who I'm pretty sure lost to like Powerhouse Hobbs on... He
5: lost to... Um, the last time we saw him on Dynamite was Miro, I think.
4: Okay. But didn't he lose on Dark recently? Or am I just making
5: that up? No, he didn't lose on Dark. No. Okay. All right. I would know. I actually watch those shows a lot now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can't believe I do, but I do.
4: Uh, regardless, he comes out. And like, why is Malachi afraid of this man? Like why is he like backing off from this guy? Like it should have kicked him in the face too. At I,
5: I don't know. It wasn't it
4: wasn't a good angle. It, it just it just was not a good
5: angle at all. It, it was that and that's the one thing I do so if your response to our discussion right now is, hey, be fair, they've you know, they've had good weeks everywhere and this I agree with that. However, with wrestling sometimes you can put the best card together and it just doesn't click. I think what Jeremy and I are here is this was one that on paper didn't look good. So we all assume they must have some, like, icing to go with this cake, where right? they must have something up their sleeve. And the truth was they didn't. So it just was the card that they advertised. Now, here's what I'll say. I think some of the talk about what this show would look like to a new viewer is overstated. I think the person that doesn't already watch Dynamite did not sit there Enraged at seeing QT Marshall, like some of the people that are probably watching this show did, right? I think there's a lot of stuff that was good on night's show. For example, I like the Kenny and Christian segment. Malachi's whole presentation, I think, is awesome. And they've nailed that completely. I love that they've found him a spectacular entrance that doesn't feel out of place in AEW, if that makes any sense. It doesn't feel too cinematic, but it just is cool. It's, it's awesome. You still got a really cool Lucha Bros match, even if I think that was, you know, not their best effort by any means. It just. It's a case of they've built high standards for themselves, and I don't think it's a. I don't think it's up to us to be like, well, whatever. They've got a roster good enough to not main event with Brock Anderson versus anyone. Yeah, that's that's the actual truth, okay. And like, it isn't a case of what well, if they get Adam Cole or uh, you know uh, Daniel Bryan, they'll stop. It's like, no, let this be fair. They didn't need to do that as the main event. That's a mistake. Next week's an interesting show, Jeremy, and this is kind of a conversation I want to have. So Friday has been taped. We're not going to spoil that, obviously. So what we have advertised is Ty Conley and the Bunny, the Christian and Kenny Tag, and obviously the final tournament. And the final tournament looked on paper. That's the word. It is great. No doubt there. If only people didn't spoil it. And, you know. Okay. <laughs> now, next Wednesday is interesting because next Wednesday is the go home, and we have Hobbs and Cage, which is a big match, right? I mean, is it is it one that you go up Oh my god, but it's a good match. Yeah, and then you have the big tag main event at FTR and Santana Ortiz, which obviously injury prevented the last one from being what it could have been. I think we're all excited to see them guys do the match they want to do, right? But then there's this other match, Orange Cassidy Jack Evans, where you go. There's some weird stuff on these shows recently, and I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it makes the shows bad by any means. I'm like. Why is that match happening? And to that point, I talked about Daniel Garcia a couple weeks ago, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm going after him because I think he's great, but why is he still tied to the three baby faces? Why is he still going after Derby? Like, It feels like some of these matches just don't need to be happening right now. And with TV time at a premium, Jeremy, is that an error in this system that has been very successful, I would say? It's just, do they need to be doing such sort of, Um, unappealing matches when you have such an all-star roster if that makes any sense i
4: i don't hate the orange cassidy jack evans match if it took place three weeks ago or something like orange just beat matt hardy it feels like that's the end he beat he beat the head guy he beat the leader of the house of hardy why is he now facing jack evans like can we not just move on from this uh it's a that one's definitely a weird match. I look at this lineup right now. I think they're adding something. I think they're adding something involving the Elite and, and Christian and, and maybe the the winners of uh the the, t- the tournament or something because you know they love their big go home brawl on the go home shows. Yeah. And it's unless you're doing it with Jericho and and MJF who are doing sit down interviews already there's no main event here. That's like, oh yeah, this is our big go home closing angle for for the pay per view. Um, so I think there. I don't think either any of these matches are main eventing. I think FTR Santana Ortiz is obviously the likely one that of what's announced. I think that gets the nine o'clock spot, and I think something else gets added so they can set up their big closing show brawl that they love.
5: Okay, can I be honest with you? I brought up that whole match purely to put myself over, hoping someone in the chat would bring up my booking idea, and RWH has done it. Please pull that on the screen, Jeremy. I would, I would like to give this man a, a shout Here he is. This is, this is. this is what we're doing next week with Jack Evans, Jeremy. It's time, <laughs> baby. It's time! I've gone through every fantasy booking scenario. This is the one I've settled on. Um, I think Matt is doing an admirable job of having sound professional wrestling matches. I would recommend that that faction has a singles guy <laughs> Because yeah. right now he's Matt Hardy in three heel teams. And I would suggest, whether it's Bud, Braun, whoever, I don't give a shit, Daniel Garcia, I don't care. I would suggest they shoot an angle with that Jack Evans match next week. If it's just Orange winning, I love baby faces winning on TV. He just won, as you pointed out. It isn't the time, it isn't necessary. But so guys, where are you at on all that, race? So we're in a situation where you and I have always been kind of out, I don't know, outspoken, but we've always been a little bit, uh, I don't know about the pay of view builds. This is one of those ones where it doesn't feel like they've done a great job. And then I look at the card and I go, well, because <laughs> the card is pretty damn awesome, man. I don't know. Where are you at on this? It,
4: it is an awesome card. Like if you just look at it on paper, it's very strong. And they're going to add Kingston and Miro, I would imagine, to this card. You know you know, you know, know. I love that match. Has the build for it been that great some of it no like but moxley and kojima got announced last night love kojima you know i'm excited for mox after teasing tanahashi and everything it's a letdown right like maybe we'll get the moxley tanahashi match at some point they teased it more or less for all out i mean dave was out there reporting it he also reported suzuki was the other option we know suzuki's in the united states later in september so i don't know what happened obviously Things fell through. Something happened there. That's fine. But, like, to come with Kojima, if that's the best they could do, it feels like a little bit of a letdown. As much as I love Kojima and as much as Moxley. Look, Moxley Nagata was good. And I think Kojima, at this point, is better than Nagata. So, it'll it'll be a good match. But it's not a match where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just Moxley, like, calling out a New Japan guy, and he gets one of the dads. Like, he doesn't get, like, a top guy or anything. He just – like, that's the angle, right? They, they're – they're not interacting on TV or anything. It's just Moxley calling out a New Japan guy, and it's like, okay, here's the guy you, you you're gonna get.
5: Um, go ahead. I just I've said this before. I think you're gonna get. I think you're gonna get someone challenging Moxley after the match for Cincinnati because that is the next Dynamite, right? Yeah, Am I wrong yeah. on this? Yeah, no, no, no. you're right. I would I would guess Suzuki because he's in All America, right. you know. And, and I'm not saying it's better. I, I actually agree with you. I love Kojima, but I understand your your response of like is isn't exactly the name we all initially went to, right? Yeah. I think this is a case of they want Moxley on the pay-per-view card. And, like, you you have to find a middle ground, right? If that makes sense, like, they're going to have him beat someone on the New Japan roster. Who can you get, firstly? Who were they allowed to lose? All of these different things. It's a fine match. I agree with you it isn't blockbuster by any means. But it certainly was never going to be the story match of the show. Right now, now, to that point, Miro and Kingston has a lot of story uh, potential. Do you think we're getting that? baby, Or is Eddie gonna kind of, I don't want to say duck, but like, are they gonna tell a story of Eddie not wanting to fight Miro again? Now, don't.
4: now that like I, I'm thinking about it, because Eddie hasn't mentioned him at all, right? It's just Miro doing the call out. This is already gonna be a long card, and I mean, their, their pay per views go until midnight anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they save that for Arthur Ashe, maybe that's where they end up going with that match. And if that's the case, that sucks. Cause I want Eddie and Mar- or Eddie and Miro on the card that I'm going to, I'm not going to Arthur. Ashe. I don't care what's on that show. Um, th- is Miro just not on this, this card then that seems like a, I don't know. I don't really like that choice either. Uh, what, what else is on the show? Like Chris Jericho and MJF. And we talked about it. That's not really. It
5: is, it is interesting that this show has two matches that have been on TV within the last two weeks, right? With Christian and Omega and Jericho and MJF. I think in fairness, I'll speak for myself, but I think you agree, Jeremy. Our excitement levels uh, are contrasting in those two cases. I think Christian and Kenny convinced me I'm much more into a match for the AEW title with their first match. MJF (laughs) and Jericho was fine. I liked it. It wasn't, you know, where I'm sitting there going to need another one. One of those matches needs a stipulation, fair to say. I mean, mean, I'd say Jericho. Jericho needs something. I feel like. Am I? What, what are we thinking here? Last man standing? Where, where are we going?
4: I think we're doing Christian Kenny ladder match. I really do. I mean, they got a cage match with the Young Bucks already. Um, yes. So maybe that's maybe that they think that's their big stipulation match is they're doing the cage match. I don't even like the. Uh, I mean, I, I I feel like I'm gonna spoil it, but like the the tag the tag title match. It'll be a good match.
5: But I don't feel like... You said that last week, yeah. Without spoiling, you basically said, whoever wins it, it's not a story so much as it's just, here's a tournament. I understand what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's the thing, though. And this is the big part. I think those of us that already watched the show probably missed. Not missed, but we took for granted. Dude, Punk is a... I knew Punk was a big deal. Punk is kind of transformative, isn't he? Like... This show, we all agree, was their, one of their weaker shows, and Punk felt like he was on a different stratosphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and you could also tell, and if you track the um, – who are the gentlemen that do a great job on Twitter with the tickets? Wrestle Ticks? Wrestle Ticks, yeah. At Wrestle Ticks, you follow those guys, they, they do a great job. But they actually pointed out that this show wasn't doing great, great um, sales until Punk debuted and then he, he spiked the number. Did you get the sense last night, Jeremy, that that crowd was actually like a predominantly CM Punk audience because they wasn't as rabid as a general AEW crowd? Did you notice that, like the stuff that AEW crowds would normally just generously kind of pop for, they wasn't there for? But then when Punk started kind of his promo, it was like that was they were there for that. It felt like to me. Am I alone? What are you thinking? No, because people
4: people didn't say like it was just a Punk centric crowd, but people said like, oh, this Milwaukee crowd isn't what we're used to with AEW. It's their first time in that market too. Um, and look, they, they didn't give them the greatest exactly. show in the world. Yes. So I, I don't know how much I, I put this on right. the crowd or anything. Uh, but yeah, Punk was certainly felt like the biggest deal out of everybody. And, and the, the reaction said as much. Um, yeah. Would you have, so going back, going back to dynamite, I said that maybe you close with that tag team match and then you shoot the angle. And then that's obviously, the uh the first match on rampage this week. So you kind of lead in to that. You know, you know the the two day lead in that like Raw and NXT has as well. Right. Um you do that or AEW very rarely closes with a segment unless there's action. Right? I think SB three said on Twitter is like, oh Moxley inner circle decision, MJF announcing the pinnacle, but like those are segments, but they had action. They they yeah. had big brawls or whatever that punk
5: segment didn't have any action. Like, do you just close with that? So if you give me that card and said format, it, I probably close a punk and I probably add on not physicality with Derby, but some kind of visual that makes people go, Oh my goodness. Right. Now what's really interesting about this conversation, I think is if there's one thing I did take from last night's dynamite, they felt that last night was the main goal to me was we're going to sell this pay-per-view. Because I could be wrong on this, Jeremy. I felt like I hadn't even seen the all-out graphics before last night. <laughs> they, I didn't see anything. They never, They talked about it a little bit on the show, like he's resting it all out. But last night was the first time they started doing those deals where they run down the whole card, you know? Right. And I think their their play on it was the TV audience is going to go up a little bit, but we're not going to, you know, we've got Punk to bring them in. And I, I don't. I don't agree with this, by the way. I think they should have gone, you know, swung for the fences. I think their ideology was... Those new viewers, we need to convince them to buy the pay per view. Now, could you have done that without having Brock Anderson main event? Absolutely. I'm not saying you just get on, but what I'm saying is, I think that was their their thought process. Because my real answer to you, Jeremy, is I wouldn't have main evented any of this. I would have booked a like a main event match. Yeah, <laughs> <Like, laughs> Hobbs and Cage could have been on this for no. There's no reason Hobbs and Cage could have been on this week, right? At all. So there's. I mean, they've got a, a lot of options every week, and I do think. This is where their rotation is so fascinating, and I mean fascinating because sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Last night's show had the wingmen who I adore, but they are the wingmen. You know, it is the way it is. I love JD, but it's a certain level of act. You had uh, the gun club, the factory, and it's like I'm all for rotating, <laughs> you know, but like you <clears throat> you don't need to pay world-class talent. That level of money, if you're going to book guys out on TV a lot, and and in fairness, I don't book them a lot, but would you put them all on one show? It just was, and, and I think that's our conversation here. It's core, and I, I'm sorry, folks, if it's a little bit place, but like I think we're both just trying to figure out the thought process. Like even with my my point about the pay per view, that doesn't mean you would book a main event like that. Like normally, they their Dynamites have two, three main event matches. This had none. It's it's just it was fascinating, man. I don't know. I, I'm really intrigued to see. What these next few weeks look like, we already see next week looks better. But like that roster is way too good to be turning out the matchups this one had. If that makes sense,
4: I think next week will be like next week, they'll be fine again. I think they're adding another match to, to do an actual main event, but you're gonna get Hobbs and Cage, uh, which is a good match. Um, you're gonna get the, the tag team match if they do add the shoot your angle main event, it'll be good. They're they're allowed down weeks, right? Like yeah. it can't it can't be a home run every single time. Sometimes it's a single. Sometimes you know it's a it's a bunt and you you just move the runner over. Like that's what happens on some shows. I I think and we've talked about the issue is it's not a great follow up to the punk stuff. Like it should have you should have had just more of a banger coming off of of that punk debut because. Even when Punk came out, obviously it wasn't, he felt like the biggest deal on the show. Um, and obviously he wasn't going to get the Chicago reaction. He got a big reaction and stuff. But he, it just felt like, all right, he's just coming out of the nine o'clock segment. I didn't mind his promo huh? or anything. Like I thought it was a good promo. It didn't, it's just a lot of stuff that I've heard him say a million times in media interviews. Like none of it was really like, oh, this is a Matt, like the intrigue to this Punk and Darby match is basically. It's CM Punk's return to wrestling, right? Like yes. there's no real like I don't really care to see this as like whatever story they're trying to tell. It's just like, all right, it's CM Punk's return to wrestling. Can he go? Again, I've heard him say all these things in media interviews. It he's basically playing himself right now, which is fine. He's been out of wrestling for for a while. He's just playing like Phil Brooks, essentially. Like Phil Correct. Brooks is returning to wrestling as CM Punk. I'm I'm ready for like I'm already ready. For like CM Punk, professional wrestler, where he's like really digging in to stuff, and I don't think we're gonna get that initially. Obviously, like he's gonna he's gonna do this run of just I'm happy to be back type of thing. But because I hear all these media interviews already, and then I see it on TV, I'm just like, all right, I've heard this. This isn't anything like fun to me. This isn't anything new.
5: I get that. I think that your perspective obviously is like unique, right? Because you have to listen, like you have to listen to it. And here's the thing. It's that way right now, especially because you don't want to have a conflict between Punk and Derby because it's a match and it's a post it's a dream match and it's a generational clash, but their fan bases are going to have overlap. So you don't want to – basically what I'm saying is, is you need it to be a case of Punk being like, this young dude's the man, I want to see if I can still go because you want them to, sh- you want new viewers that love seeing Punk to be like, okay, I'm also a Derby fan, if that makes any sense, right? So it, that, that's why I think it's that way. I agree with you you know, certain feuds are going to require different things. I have no problem with him playing himself because I think that's, you know, he's a guy now who's Harold is, is Punk 42. Like he's,
0: yeah.
5: I don't think he wants to be out there kind of screaming and ranting and raving or whatever. And I, it'll be interesting to find his way. I'll say this done. it's an interesting conversation to have, but I'd like to see the chat get involved. I am really fascinated by the idea that before he even steps into the ring to wrestle, the metrics we've seen over the last few days suggest that Punk is in... If he's going to be on this show regularly, and by regularly I mean like, you know, a couple, once every couple of weeks, in a promo or in a match, he is really in the ball game in terms of the biggest star in the business already. <laughs> like, yeah. if you really look at what, and here's the thing, it's a completely unique circumstance. The guy came out after seven years in his hometown. I get it. I understand. But, like, there's not many guys that could realistically say they're a bigger star than him, right? And that's interesting because you could argue that's new for AEW, even with all their great talent. That is pretty special. Does that drop
4: off if we do see him every week, though? Like Maybe. because I don't know. we know we know AEW, and I said this after Kenny won the title, where we're used to after these title wins, it's like okay, you open the show, you follow up. Kenny just comes out at like nine thirty, had the cool like helicopter entrance and whatnot, but he just felt like another felt like another guy. They like they didn't even show like a video package or anything from what I remember. Right, um, like. If you just put him out there every week and he's just kind of being Phil and whatnot, like, do, do people just be like, okay, like I've seen this? And does that like drop his star quality? Because, like you said, right now it's a big deal because right. he, he hadn't been around in seven years. It, it's something completely different, something completely unique. If he's used more, if he does just wrestle, like does he? I don't want to say become like a cog because AEW has kind of shown they'll they'll boost the the talent over the brand. But does he just become like oh here's CM Punk he's wrestling a nine fifteen match?
5: I think there's a lot of logic to what you said. I just think he's kind of an anomaly, dude. I think people oh. that, that he means more to people than I ever realized, and that's why I'm not going to say I wouldn't. I agree with your theory on 99 percent of cases. Punk is a guy that left for seven years and people chanted his name and waited for him. I mean, it's outrageous how much people love seeing Punk. So I think people are just happy to have him be a cog, if that makes any sense, because they just want him back on the show they're so happy to see him. I think John's got a a good point here, and and it's something I kind of played with thinking about earlier. I definitely think there was something to this idea that Tony Khan, whoever put this show together, I guess Tony Khan, right, wanted to feature familiar faces. You know, and he says Billy Gunn on Matt Hardy. I'll be honest, I don't think they were the right faces to feature <laughs> no, but I think he's right. I think that's what they thought. Here's what I'm saying: Wait. Matt Hardy. People like Matt Hardy, okay, and you can use Matt Hardy definitely. I would be careful with Billy Gunn. I'm gonna why? be honest with you, I think most people see as great as he looks. I think people see him and go, "My God, Billy Gunn!" Still, like it, it isn't. You know, not exactly contemporary wrestling. It's
4: why? Why would you want to feature familiar faces though, when you have Punk, and that's going to be the guy who's drawing the audience anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, why, like, in that sense, like, I would want to feature more of, of the new faces and stuff. Yeah. And, like, what familiar faces. Okay. Matt Hardy – the Matt Hardy-Orange Cassidy match made sense. At least there's a feud there, right? I, yeah, I that's can buy fine. that. That's, yeah.
5: Matt's fine, right? That is weird. Right. That's
4: okay. Right. Like, Billy Gunn, Arn Anderson, just to throw his kid out there to get murdered. Like, what – You've already got Moxley on this show. Sting's there with Darby. Like, you've got familiar faces. I don't, I don't need Billy Gunn and Arn Anderson out there in these spots.
5: I just it don't I rule. don't need them. <laughs> it does rule that that may have been the actual conclusion they got to, though, right? Like I <laughs> need to see some Billy Gunn and know they can get invested <laughs> in this thing. No, I agree with you. I, I'm trying to piece it together. Like I just thought it was a weird show. And again, let me stress one more time. I don't think this show was like even a bad show, it was just fine. Yeah. And it was the weirdest week to do a show that was like this ever to me. It's just I don't know, it was an interesting philosophically, it kind of it kind of fascinated me in that regard. But I am um, all out is becoming a, a truly bizarre, incredible case study of the conversation we've had a million and one times about, you know, this their pay-per-view, their approach. Like I just think it's it's so odd. And I'm really intrigued to see how heated these matches are in Chicago. We know they're going to be there for Punk, right? Not in terms of they're there in terms of everyone's already bought their tickets. I don't mean like that. I mean, they're going to be with the match with Punk's in, obviously. I want to see how much true investment there is in the rest of these matches. If it goes off as well as Double or Nothing did... I am willing to just try my best to retrain my brain. that I will not see the pay-per-view card until two weeks before a four-month <laughs> build. Now the next pay-per-view build is interesting always in anyway, because full gear is only two months. It's like yeah. the GMD is two months, right? So yeah. it, it, you know, it's, it's different for sure, but man, it's, it's something like to have four pay-per-views a year. <laughs> and like we- it just all comes together at the end. It's just weird. I don't know. Yeah, we we've touched on that. And you
4: you know that's one of my biggest gripes with the company is that the pay-per-view cards, a lot of them don't feel like the culmination of stuff. This one there does like I assume this will be a definitive end to Jericho and MJF until Jericho wins. And MJF is like, well, I'm three and one against you, so let's do another one or something. I I assume it's the end to, to Kenny. And Christian, it either, it isn't a definitive end to something or it just hasn't been built. And I think there is, at least in my mind, there's an argument that some of these matches just like, haven't been built that well. Andrade and Pac, look, this is going to be a great match. I ain't feeling this like build outside of, here we go. Here's two just great wrestlers. They're just going to go out. I got to be honest, Joseph. I look at this card and there's not matches where I'm just like, oh man, I, I can't, I just can't wait to see this, like either the build has been great for this or it's guys that I'm just like really interesting and in, are really interested in because I, I have some type of attachment to them. Like the guys that I have the attachment to, they, they're either, they either don't have matches or their matches just don't appeal to you like much. Right,
5: yeah. I understand that. I think it's, there's definitely something to it. I think, as I said earlier, I think part of it is the that two of the bigger matches on the show we saw in the last few weeks. Yeah. I think there's an element internally of we've got Punk. Not take it easy, but let's, you know, just speak this rein in. I think stuff, obviously, Hangman's a unique situation. That is what it is. I definitely don't I don't think you're wrong by any means. I will say this much, though, in terms of the bit. Like, you said about Pac and Andrade. I think you can go a step further and just say that, look, man. I mean, Andrade, not because I think he's washed or any of that stuff. He needs a great match here just to, like, remind people he's in AEW. I, mean, yeah. I mean, they have... Whether it's false or storm, I don't know what the situation of Andrade. But my God, has it been weird. I mean, he came in, I want to say he came in nearly three months ago. Because I think he came in at the start of June. It was after Double or Nothing. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Okay, think about this, seriously. He wrestled a match on the first show back on the road against Sidal. That was the start of July. I'm all for making guys an attraction, but Andrade... If, he, if you don't believe he can have great matches, I don't know what the point of Andrade. is. I mean, I and I love the man. <laughs> you know that. I love him. Yes. But you saw a like, had to have great matches. So he's been a really puzzling one. I'm hoping this match is going to be the start of him in AEW because to me, he's barely got going right now. And I get yeah. the side match was frustrating. I understand. But, like, that doesn't mean you just stop, right? We need to – like, he could have been doing stuff on the TV. I don't know. It's, it, he's the one that I actually circle as, like, look, this show's a, a rare miss for them. That's fine. They'll be back. But Andrade. Every week, I wait for him to do something, and it's just like he walks around backstage with Chavo. He says like a couple of lines, and that's it. And it's just he's he's
4: somebody that probably should just be out there wrestling more because <laughs> they gave him they gave him the Seidel win. And remember, I know people. I don't know how much people put stock into these rankings. I gave up on them a long time ago. They put Seidel before that match as number five in their rankings, so they could essentially boost that. Hey, Andrade beat the number five guy in the rankings going into this match. And then they've done nothing with him as far as in-ring-wise since then. Like, I, w- I would have Andrade wrestle some of these matches that, that
5: they're booking, booking for other people right now. No, I agree. I, I, that's the one that I actually say I don't – you can't convince me that's been good, the Andrade stuff. <laughs> like, I have no clue. Now, I get the idea is, like, he's kind of a coward. But then if you're going to do that, have him wrestling guys that he knows he can beat.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like, let,
5: at least let him kick time. some ass. Because you know, right. he has great offense, so he could definitely do that. It's just – yeah, it's – He even has Miro. Like, match, Miro right. goes out there and smashes guys, but he still
4: like gives a little something and whatnot. Like,
5: I have to I, say, I know I'm biased, Jeremy. I know, and people are going to laugh, but I'm going to be honest. I really feel like that match is like a huge one for this show. I think they need Miro and Kingston on this show. And I know people probably dismiss it. They've got nine matches already, whatever. I think Kingston's a promo away from them. We can make him that match, like, oh, huge. Yeah, weasel. and, like, you think about, you know, he's God's favourite champion. Like, Kingston can do a lot with that character. <laughs> he can do a lot. I don't know. Again, as you said, that could be off Ash, He may be putting it off. He may be, like, not sure, whatever it is. For me, personally, I think the show will be great regardless because I think the talent is high level. But that doesn't mean they can't do a better job with the build. My investment is an Eddie Kingston promo away from being 100 Right now, it's probably about seventy. That's the impact of Eddie Kingston on me. Now, for you, it may only get you to an eighty.
4: <laughs> so. No, you give me Kingston and Miro. I'm not the the Kingston guy that you are, but like Miro yeah. Kingston, you kidding me? Like I, I'm in. I told like right. I look at this card and it's a good card. I'm sure it's going to be a, a great show. It, AEW in ring wise, it's tough for them to have a bad show with all the talent they have, right? But like mm-hmm. as far as like stories and stuff that I'm invested in.
5: A lot of it just ain't, it ain't there for me. I know, oh, I understand. I, I completely get it. Now, here's a question for you. Jeremy Lambert, you've been sitting in the uh, NOW Arena for four hours. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega has just finished his, his 30-minute match with Christian Cage. You're very tired. Your knees hurt like Bob O'Neill at the SummerSlam. <laughs> you stand up, you look around, and and then the final countdown hits, and out comes Brian Danielson, okay? Oh. And then he goes head-to-head with Kenny, and I don't know, maybe they leave that with that being the Arthur Ashe main event. Omega... Danielson, because I know I'm going people, off. Rash do, if that's the case, I know people hate when I do that. But like, let's be all real, guys. We're all friends here. Brian could do anything, and none of us would be surprised. Like, he could come in and just blow. Like, I'm going to work. Colton Gum here on dark. <laughs> <some time." laughs> you know, he's <laughs> he is he is who he is. Like, whatever they do, if they leave all out with another headline, because that was the this. Be real. We've talked about dynamite for all this time. We haven't talked about the big headline from last night. It was prank. I mean, not so subtly Basically. confirming. Yeah. 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 So, so there you go. I mean, it's that that part of it really does fascinate me. Of like, try to remind yourself that as good as the roster is, Brian's coming. <laughs> like, that ain't we fair. Gotta, we got to be got to be a little bit more patient.
4: That yeah. was Punk. Like the look on his face where he's like, "Should I just go ahead and like say this?" And then like he kind of stumbles at the end, or or he's like, "You got got to be a little Here's bit more patient." He like oh shit wait should i have said this
5: that was my read on it too and i re-watched it and someone said this on twitter before that line he asked like six straight questions he was like can CM uh, punk still go can CM punk be the best in the world he stopped in another three of them and it was like he's so smart at that stuff right. he may have had that in his back pocket maybe i
4: don't maybe. think he told
5: anyone <laughs> well
4: yeah i don't funny. think he told anyone either because <laughs> Hey, if you listen to tony shivani's podcast he's like he didn't know what he was
5: gonna say for his initial promo so no, that was I don't that weird man. like the, the novelty of him with shivani that really felt like seeing punk on like just a random nitro yes and i mean that with love like it was really i agree with you it didn't feel like a mega big deal but that's almost why i liked it It was surreal to me it was like punk's just here now yeah and that's where he's scheduled we talked about this on twitch a little bit his schedule fascinates me man like just how is he going to just be a regular character on the show? And if so, I really think it's a bigger deal than I ever considered. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm so intrigued to see how often we see Punk on this show. It's Joseph, a big thing for me.
4: Yes. I have I have a uh, I have a layer for you. Okay. Sorry they called they called Punk. They, they said Punk was the worst kept secret. They teased them. <laughs> they teased them. <laughs> you know where I'm going already. <laughs> They tease them out there. It's fine. And everything. Brian like openly teasing. You know, Punk mentions it. Omega's wearing the dragon shirt and everything. Like they, they. It, it's another another badly kept secret, right? Yeah. When does the best kept secret come in, Joseph? <laughs> they haven't teased the this thing. one. They haven't teased them at all. When is the best-kept secret?
5: I legitimately don't fleet. do a show. I don't do a show anymore without talking about Buddy Mike. <laughs> He's not even the best-kept secret anymore. He's the secret no more, which is definitely as good a name. Well, at some point, he's going he's gonna to be the secret no more in the fleet. Do you think, here, seriously, <laughs> because I talk about him on every show but never give a prediction, where do you think he's actually going?
4: I think he's going to the fleet.
5: Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I just think everybody's going there,
4: honestly. Yeah, I
5: think they I mean, Adam, want I them, mean, Adam Cole's go gonna.
4: You you said that you know Brian might come out at the end of All Out. I think Adam Cole, baby, coming out at the end of All Out.
5: We should talk about Adam Cole, apparently that's a big topic.
4: Real quickly, let me do some super chats. Uh, Frank Aguilar says, "Speaking of Phil, Bob's rendition of its Clobbering Time absolutely made my day yesterday. What a what a character." Bob
5: O'Neill is. Interviewed by Denise Salcedo today. I have is, to give it's... love to our chat, who is just bud Matt for. <laughs> <laughs> uh
4: Stephen Hanley says, Was Rampage taped along with Dynamite? It was. I think they booked for the live crowd. They didn't realize uh they need two main events That's... now, not just one. Maybe.
5: That, that could be very Well, I think it, that is actually a very good call. Yeah. I think they kind of got lost in the you know the depth of uh of having to book two shows, and they're probably a little bit because again, we'll see what Friday show look like. But I mean, that's a very good call. I kind yeah. of agree. That's possible.
4: All right. um What, what are we talking about? What was the, there's you had things? There was other mentioned? stuff in the
5: title I give you. Oh, no, I know that, was... but
4: you you mentioned something before I read super chats. What was it? Oh, I didn't. I oh, just Adam said... Cole, the Adam Cole baby. Oh, we're not talking about that.
5: <laughs> oh, I thought you. I thought we were going to talk about that. No, I was joking because oh. everyone is talking. This is, this is my actual bit, folks. I'm going to pull by the curtain. The more that I see talk about Adam Cole Bay Bay, I just ramp up the buddy Matthews talk. <laughs> because to me, I don't care, right? It's just funny to me. Because everyone, no matter what happens, he could like a tweet. Britt could like a tweet. He could say something on Twitch. He could have a shirt on sale or Whatever. It will fill my feed with updates on Adam Cole Bay Bay, so I just respond to it by being like, "Anyway, any update on Buddy Matthews?" Joseph, Did you see that Adam Cole Bay Bay is
4: doing a Mattel signing? T- 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 okay, t- Joseph, t- did you did you see Xavier Woods on Battle of the Brands where he put over the Adam Cole and the Bay Bay's uh, shirts, and then he said, "You you know, if I was you, I would go ahead and get that right now because you know maybe suggesting that." It might not be on sale anymore. Okay. Do we
5: both think he's going to AEW now? I've said from the start he's going to AEW. It, I'm not. It, backing I must off admit, of it. I'm not a scoopster, but the evidence seems to be leaning in that direction, doesn't it? It would be honest to each other. I'm not backing off of it. Well, look, good luck to him. I hope he has fun. I mean, as long as he brings Buddy Matthews with him. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you know where Seriously, guys, I need all of you. to this. next week when he comes out with with Matt Hardy and he, he's called Big Money Bud. I will legitimately go on Twitter and every person on my time, I'll be like, what the fuck? They put Buddy Matthews with Matt Hardy, and I'll be so happy. (laughs) I will quote tweet my own prediction with the clip of Matt's hilarious Titantron thing. This is where I'm at, folks. I can't lose anymore. You know, I convince myself I like things I wouldn't like. It's tremendous. What rib.
4: I hope Adam Cole, baby, goes to AEW so I can – dunk on all the WWE fans who are like they booked him for the SummerSlam meet and greet they booked him for Mattel seems good seems like he's gonna sign don't go yeah those dorks
5: I'm not gonna lie to you my whole interest in that story is literally that like just the discourse <laughs> like just people reacting to it I don't really care I, it's just funny right it's good stuff anyway what's in the title of this video we should talk about that stuff Becky Lynch is a heel it's her call you excited not really okay good talk Oh, what else we got <laughs>
4: Joseph, you gonna watch SmackDown tomorrow? Brock's back. Becky's there as a heel, which is her decision.
5: I mean, no, I'm not gonna watch SmackDown, but <laughs> it looks it's pretty eventful. SmackDown it should do a good number. Uh, Brock and Roman. We talked about on Monday. Call cool match, right? I'm, I'll, I'll happily watch that. I mean, that's um, not gonna happen on SmackDown. No, but I mean, like as a general direction, okay. it is exciting to me. Now, okay. Raw. I have to say that poor Raw is struggling. You know, it's got nothing left. Bless its heart. I mean, it's trying its best over there. Bill is probably going to come back. No, it, not definitely uh, not. Uh, <laughs> actually, putting in no effort whatsoever, which is why we don't talk about it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good, right? SmackDown. SmackDown's good, apparently. I'm told.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got Roman, and now it's got Becky. I don't know if that you know it makes it different than Raw. But Yes, it's blue. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I don't know if it's always good. Did you like last night in Dynamite when Matt Hardy? He would just walk to the camera and go, Big Money Matt, like that, over and over <laughs> again. Did you like when he did that?
4: He brought back the delete last night.
5: Many, he many loved. times.
4: Yeah, you're a big yeah. fan
5: of the delete. I, I've got to be honest with you. I didn't like it at all. But I will say that Big Money Matt is not even an ironic pop for me anymore. Like, it's actually funny to me that he's Big Money <laughs> Matt. Like, and I know he's done it in TNA before. But, like, his whole thing just being that he's like – the carney is tremendous to me. By the way, speaking of carnies, Don Callis. <laughs> he's a great television character, isn't he? My God, is he good? Yes. Like when he took his stuff off, he was see that's what I'm saying. The stuff I enjoyed on that show. I'm gonna go about dynamite. I don't want to about this other stuff. The stuff I enjoyed. <laughs> it just it was just a little puzzling, that's all. Anyway, what else was there? Samoa Joe? The Samoa Joe? Sammy Joe. Do you wanna Sammy take
4: Joe. I mean, people have seen seen the takes on the Patreon
5: and the Twitch and everything, but this is this is your moment, right, Joseph? I actually walked the streets with an NXT banner. Yeah. And I would just walk up to civilians and say, Sammy Joe is back and so is NXT. Fleet fucked. That's what I would say at bit in <laughs> He
4: hit the muscle buster, Joseph. He broke out the muscle buster.
5: Well, I don't get this, okay. And I'm I'm happy to do this on it. He always did the muscle buster in NXT. Always. And bless Tyson Kidd, but that was before remember that was like at the start of his whole run. Yeah, he beat Valor so, with it, right? Right, and that was a year after the Tyson Kiddens. Right. It's just the main roster has their own rules, and NXT, like, clearly, Joe was wrestling, right? He's a different <laughs> thing. But I, I thought NXT TakeOver was a great show. In all seriousness, we've dunked on that brand so many times. It was really nice to see the group of talent so obviously just go, we are going to rock this thing tonight. We don't care what the stories are. We don't know what the narrative is. We don't know what they're up, them upstairs are thinking about what we, we're doing here. We're gonna just go and have the best show we can have. And my God, they did it. It's worth knowing because this is a wrestling podcast. Volta and Ew Your Dragon is one of the best matches you'll see. I mean, I'm gonna go there. One of the best matches you'll ever see. Frankly, it was, I mean, it was it was special. And, and God bless the guys that had to follow. I don't think they managed it, but they tried their best. And very, very good show. I, I liked it a lot. Wrestling's good now, man. Have you heard? No. I disagree. Sorry. Sorry to hear that
4: disagree. Joshua Baker says opening third time is the charm and Bud finally gets to the librarian gimmick off the ground.
0: And he a- does a- do, a- do
4: a- the shush a- thing. Did you, yeah. you notice know that Rob? Right? There you
5: go. There's some law for you. Look, if it's if it's in AEW, I've run it through the old fantasy book and brain with Bud Matt. I'm telling you I've gone I've gone in every which direction with him. The fact that I've settled on Matt Hardy is such a tremendous rib. What a good what a good, good one deal that's
4: that's a good one to put him with Matt Hardy. He's gotta have he's got to have a faction, right? Everybody's got a faction.
5: Hey, hey Jeremy Jeremy Oh, no. A month ago, sorry, not even that, three weeks ago, someone asked Matt Hardy, which signing would you most like? Which release wrestler would you most like on the AEW roster? I guess who he said. Did he say Buddy Murphy? Yeah. Did. Buddy it, Matthews? Did say, yeah. He said Buddy Murphy at the time because he didn't want to expose the business. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, do you know who, who Buddy Murphy's favorite wrestler was growing up? Dolph Ziggler. It was Jeff Hardy, which isn't Matt, but close enough. <laughs> Probably like Matt anyway. Sure, it wasn't Dolph Ziggler. He
4: loves Dolph Ziggler.
5: Okay, we got we have enough time on this show so we can tell this. So I did, a, I did a job for Jeremy Lambert, freelance. I listened to a Bud Matt interview for him and sent him which stories he could do. And then he would go and transcribe. Them. And this gentleman calls in from his car. And he's like, you know... Anyone in Derby, didn't get a chance to wrestle, you'd love to wrestle him. But Jeremy and I both know he's answering because he says the same thing in every. He says, Buddy, he says Dolph Ziggler, right? We could have said Buddy, but he says Dolph Ziggler. And this dude sitting there in his car just goes, Dolph Ziggler? Really?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and Bud, Bud just is left to just sit there after being owned by this poor dude who's just disgusted at the answer he got. <laughs> Tremendous stuff. You're right, Zay, The Jamie of I'll be honest with you guys. I'll, I'll be completely sincere. I liked a lot of Jamie Hayter Red Velvet. That last 30 seconds was sad enough for me. I just pretend it didn't happen. I just didn't want to be mean. I think Red Velvet is such a good bump in baby face. But sometimes you'll see her do stuff without being the most obvious. We just go, oh, man, long way to go. You know, it's baby steps. Like, they need to do a way better job with the women, no doubt. But we also, I do think it's worth always being honest about, like, a lot of the women still have a long way to go in their progression. And that, and as long as that keeps being a thing and they're given the time to, which is a big, big thing on AEW's part. Let's get it right. One minute dark matches ain't gonna do it, you know. It'll get, I think Jamie Hayter showed a lot of good. I just didn't think they geled particularly, to be, quite, to be quite honest with you. But I mean, she's a great addition for sure. I'm I apologise for not discussing it. I was too busy telling stories of a meet and greet QA.
4: I got more if you want to listen to to some more like Q and A's, Joseph.
5: No, I've never listened to another one of those Q and A's. They're very. I'm going to send you.
4: I'm going to send you another Bud Bud Mat one, and you're going to listen to it for me. I'll do Bud Mat. I'm all for Bud Matt Law. Is you there
1: know? is
4: there like a list of like people I can yes. like send to you?
5: I'll do it here now. We have enough time. Uh, Roderick <laughs> Strong, uh,
4: <laughs> Bud Matt.
5: Yeah, I don't think Roddy's doing any right now. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's that's two of the only wrestlers i like samoa joe's probably not doing any right now he's just doing a bunch of interviews he's not doing oh, like fan is he just everything. good yeah. god i was gonna watch some of them he did about 100 of them he did yeah um, a bunch of them. Well, I think that's about everyone that i like you heard right the story around. of how he got released and then he I've got signed it. back
4: in like yeah, two I've hours watched. yeah it's good
5: stuff it's good stuff. story yeah yeah so anyway becky lynch is a heel Jeremy. what do you think about that
4: uh, I think it's her call. So we have to respect it and, and we have to like it. And, you know, it's what she wants. So I don't think we can be like really angry about it. And let's see, let's see how it plays out.
5: Just I was going to say, you should let it play out. And for everyone complaining, that is not conversation <laughs> by any means. Well, hey, well isn't I, it? I was going to do a concede defeat bit. Go ahead.
4: <laughs>
5: um isn't
4: it dumb that just like Becky comes back and she wants to be a heel knowing she's going to get like these big pops and stuff. Like, yeah, somebody's got to, if there's somebody who's like, I don't think this is the best idea or Becky's got to be like, you know what? I This probably just isn't going to
5: work right now. It's (laughs) in their minds. And I'm sure Becky's the same. They think she's going to put Bianca over and it's going to make her a bigger star. But High likelihood is the crowd is going to reject Bianca in favour of cheering Becky because yep. they're going to think they're being asked to otherwise and they're going to end up damaging both assets and the fans will be to blame as they always are. Exactly. And I will never talk about that when it happens, but as the, as the pal Goldie says in the chat there, have you seen how they book faces? That is legitimately probably Becky's like half of her motivation.
4: Yeah, but she gets... She can do her own booking, essentially. She's, she's,
5: she's, yeah, true. She's
4: the man, and she gets, she gets the reaction you know, regardless.
5: There's a lot of people out there that think that us, us media folks, like to be negative about wrestling, and to that, I would like to say the fact that I didn't enjoy Dynamite as much has led to me talking about Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch on this show, which I'm terribly, terribly sorry to hear that. That's not why I plan it but that's what happens when a show isn't great. We have to talk about WWE. <laughs>
4: The the EP weighs in. I just got this text. Do you think Becky sees Roman's transformative as a heel transformation? Sorry, let me get her words correctly. Transformation as a heel
5: and wants to give that a whirl. Yes, I do. Okay, I think she sees ha- how much control Roman has got over himself as a heel, and probably thinks if I'm a baby face, I'm going to be slipping on banana pills every other week, getting you know rolled up like a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's- did you see that clip of the American Dragon Brian Danielson from 2019 or 2018, where the interviewer goes to him, There's a main event with you and Miz, right? It's like a 10-year story. And he goes, What have WWE shown you that makes you think you yeah, can get this through to WrestleMania? <laughs> he actually says that. And the gentleman. Like, yeah, and the gentleman goes, Well, they did it with you at WrestleMania first. And he's like, Yeah, if something happens on accident, they might be able to figure it out, but <laughs> You know, it's, like the thing with this, and we've done this a million times. And I'm truly glad our audience accepts us not, you know, analyzing WWE because it's just there's no point analyzing it. They're going to make money regardless. They're fine. Like, it's not wrestling logic is it to do what they did with Becky and Bianca. Like, we all know that. Everyone in here knows that. It's just the way they, you know, they just do shit and they'll figure out what happens afterwards. So, here's what it is. But it's a real shame that Dynamite wasn't good because we ended up having to talk about it, which is not ideal. Anyway, in only three hours on BTI, Buddy Matt debuts.
4: <laughs> I'm making sure the EP has to pay for getting her question, comment statement right on stuff. the air.
5: Like, uh, I was you know, going yeah.
4: yeah, like Drew. See, Drew pays $5, yeah. and we read his, his statement here, and it says, and everyone thought Bray Wyatt having creative control uh, was a bad idea.
0: Yeah, well.
4: Where's he going, Jeremy? Well, did you see the the CM Punk shoe that said BW? Which, which stands for Bray Wyatt or potentially- actually stands
5: for Buddy Wins. <laughs> 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 what did it just say? It's for like best of wishes? I don't know. <laughs> He here's what actually happened. Last week definitely didn't stand for what they say it did, but he now knows for will look in his shoes and he's yeah. gonna write initials every single week. Last week
4: stood for fuck Christian and Adam Copeland, and then Gangrell said I was supposed to be on the show last
5: night, but yeah, that's why
4: did the entrance and so Gangrel wasn't on the
5: show. That's wild that actually happened. Like two broods <laughs> things in like one <laughs> In one week that's tremendous i don't know is bob ready can bob come on and
4: just you know, skip on? we got one more super chat there's okay, no way sorry. it was becky's idea to squash bianca in 12 seconds i can't see how this turns into a positive especially because this is wwe all right joseph you ready i'm not I gotta, okay I gotta pull up the clip here,
0: here
1: we go
4: how you doing robert
5: o'neill what's up guys how's it going yeah, had we had about half an hour of content and then for the last 20 minutes we've just been popping ourselves because dynamite was kind of
3: shit so we didn't really have anything to talk about unfortunately <laughs> yeah you know and just like a thing about that like they're allowed to have like not great oh, shows once in a while
5: you're such a bootlicker for them <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> i'm
3: joking go ahead pal. um yeah, I don't know. I, I scripted a whole thing out about like don't well, retired, don't don't, don't not...
4: go behind the scenes here and
3: high five. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sticking to it anymore. why don't you what did you read your promo like Dan Lambert does?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't you go after the wokes?
3: <laughs> oh, sucked.
5: I, I definitely sucked. listen, man. Even Page needed a mouthpiece. It's some that's some shit. I don't know what it was like. Well, yeah, I'm cause sorry. it's
3: like oh, like when they gave Jim Cornette that segment on Raw in the. 97 or whatever, and it's like, that wasn't very good, and this isn't very good. Why I, do I, doing this?
5: I get it. He's a heel. I understand. I just think, like, the show's so much better than that, usually. Let's not start doing that shit, you know? It's just no yeah. need. But Bob's internet is kind of shitty, right? Is he doing me this week? Is he doing a cosplay?
3: Yeah, I don't... It's going to storm here, so I don't know. Uh oh. We might not be able to do, like, a full segment here. Just kind of hang out for a little it's bit. Only three time. minutes,
4: Bob, so, I mean... Now we've got what? to do people expect the corner three o'neill like that's,
3: that's what true. they expect all right you ready yeah let's play the intro here
0: History
3: okay yes yeah, so, i mean i do really want to focus on uh brock's return and mostly just kind of being there and just kind of how we react to wrestling moments in general you know because yeah you know, i did watch rampage last week live just because i knew punk was going to be there and it's like uh you know Obviously, during his entrance, they show the guy crying, and I'm like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. That, like, adds to the special kind of factor of the moment. And then, you know, I go online later, and everyone's making fun of that guy, and I'm like, why? I mean, like, there's so many wrestling fans that, like, you know, they look for the camera, they try and get their shit in, and this guy's just having, like, a genuine reaction, and everyone's just shitting on him for no reason. So, then, you know, I go to SummerSlam the next night, and, uh, you know, show's going along, and... uh you know, we're getting to the main event and my friend that I'm there with is like, Hey, you know, what are you going to do? It's not going to happen, but what are you going to do if, uh, you know, Brock comes out at the end of this match? I'm like, well, you know, probably won't happen, but I'm like, you know, that guy in dynamite or uh, rampage was crying about punk, you know, that's probably going to be me. And I legitimately thought that that would be my reaction just because, you know, I was convinced that Brock was either not ever coming back or going to UFC or, you know, whatever the hell, um, So, you know, the match goes on um, and, you know, it's it's over and it's like, oh, they did the surprise return with CNET Money in the Bank. They're probably not going to do it again. And then, you know, the music hits and you ever get like caught off guard by something where you got to take a couple seconds just to kind of gather yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So that happens. And then I just like lose my mind, Um, just going crazy with it. And it's like. You know, just just what a cool moment, man, you know? And I did, I did take a second, like, after it all kind of settled down and just kind of sat there, and I was like, wow. Like, that actually happened. Like, my bit where I say he's coming back every week paid off in the best way possible, and it was just cool. It was a special moment. It's something that I'm really going to cherish and remember for a long time, and I'm really glad that I was able to be there for it. But, you know, I think my thing is, like, especially after the past year and a half, is if something is important to someone and they give a genuine reaction, that should be applauded. Because um, it's been tough for everyone. So if people can find kind of good things and things that they enjoy, I think that we need to kind of applaud that a little bit more instead of turning people into memes. That um, came up a little short, but, you know, if you guys want to... Well... Speak.
5: Bob, you took a very different approach this week's segment.
3: Yeah, you know, like I said, I scripted some of it, and then I didn't stick to it. But, yeah, I mean, I just... there Was that your, like, very long-winded way of telling us you cry up when Brock Lesnar came out? I didn't, actually. I came close, but yes, no. Kind of uh,
5: sounded like you, like, almost definitely cried. Almost, yes. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, it was cool. That was good. Yeah. Okay, bye, Bob.
0: History product.
4: I didn't expect that to go that way. It turned into an after school special there.
5: I was Um, waiting for him to just like do a bit. And then he just, he was like, my point is don't be mean. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything Bob said. He just, his delivery popped me because he was so nervous about being cut off before the end that he went so quick. It was tremendous. That was very wholesome. It really was very nice. This has been a weird show, much like Dynamite, you know? Yeah. How did, like, where do we go from here? I'm surprised. I, think, yeah. I honestly thought he was going to dedicate his three minutes to Buddy Matthews, but he didn't. So you were you were laughing in the middle of it. It's it seemed like you like you knew no, where he was, was more, going. And... It was more the bit when he went. He was like, "Yeah," so I was losing my mind and going crazy.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> he was doing like a movie monologue, but he wasn't really particularly delivering it. In that way. it was good stuff. Good Bob. Good job, Bob. Good Bob, I said. (laughs) Good Bob. Good job. I don't know, man. What do you want to say after that? Should we do that thing again when we go, wrestling's good now? Should we do that? Because I I disagree. Do you realize that live on air, Bob just became like one of those be positive accounts with like a heart emoji at the end of it? You get interviewed by Denise
4: Salcedo one time, and it's just life-changing.
5: Just become a big fucking mark.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Manuel Rosales says, thought it was awesome oh. how Black started throwing shoot punches dude. and Anderson started bleeding. He punched the shit out of Brock. Did you see that? He was lying him he up. He should have thrown a shoot kick at Arne because Arne just like put his hands up. Is like, that's it. That he sucked. kicked him in the dick instead. <laughs> that sucked, dude. Did you not
5: like that? I love him. He
4: just got his hands up and blocked it. Like, What? I've seen MMA fights. I know like the, those shots can get through the guard and still kind of like rattle you a little bit. Like Orange, just it yeah. just took it. He's an 80 year old man. He's like that was it. Hey,
5: hey, it's raining with the eight year old. It's on Anderson. <laughs> Let's have some respect. No, I, I, a lot of people no, hate it. Bad. I get you, but I, I didn't mind it. It's a spin it. kick, dude. You know, 62. Sorry, Arne. I'll tell you what I didn't like.
4: I always like holy totally better.
5: Hmm. <laughs> here's what I didn't. Here's what I didn't like. Why didn't why didn't Malachi do the cool foot on the chest pin again? That frustrated he? me. He just he did a wrestling pin. That was cowardly. He
4: he was more worried about Brock kicking out than he was Cody. Cody's yeah. a punk.
5: <laughs> I really thought here's a question because the power confirm shoots just this to me. He goes, I enjoy that show way more if Dustin comes out at the end instead. And I was like, this yes, like, yes. Yes.
4: yes. I wanted to say that that Dustin, if Dustin comes out. It probably gets a bigger reaction. Like I think that's what they're gonna set up anyway. Yes. I thought they were gonna set set that up for for all out, which you know we we ripped on. Uh, they ain't doing Hager and Dustin on these shows. Like no, let's just do Malachi and Dustin. Like squash Pad. <laughs> dude. Put Gurney
5: Mac's comment on the screen, please. Bob is going to have a live, love, laugh picture behind on the next stream. I'm imagining Bob like, hey guys, welcome back to another positive Raw review here. It's like four-minute run. Four-minute show. It is. He's sitting there. Anyway, let me tell you, I'm really coming around on this Jackson Riker guy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. All right. We need to end this Just show. Just here we get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs>
4: guys will be on twitch uh in about 10 minutes or so give or take twitch.tv slash fightful gaming head over there we'll talk about more wrestling we'll, we'll take your questions comments we'll do a q a chat always dictates kind of what we talk about on that we'll talk about the dynamite ratings i see it did uh 1.17 million uh which was the most since april 14th really I feel like you, in- know those,
5: you know those charts of the ratings where it's like a graph. Yeah, I know.
4: I've heard of graphs.
5: You have? Okay. They're gonna draw a line in the middle when Bud comes in next week and joins the Hardy family office, and they're gonna have before Bud, after Bud. Probably a couple million viewers, you know? Yeah, probably. That's what I hear. Needle move. That's that's the worst. the phrase we all use now, right? Does he move the needle?
4: Yeah.
5: Does anyone care? <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh twitch.tv slash gaming that's where where we shall be subscribe to fifo select there's just fifo select you see it on the the top there i'm just like pointing to my screen where all you just see is like my knuckles but yeah, you see on, yeah no <laughs> um is- select sean yeah there you go fist bump <laughs> Sean apparently has Brock news coming to FIFO Select. So there you go. Get get apparently
5: he's all elite. Oh, Brock. Jeremy. BTL tonight tune in. <laughs> I don't
4: know. Um FIFO Select, you can you can support us on, on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the distraction. We got a lot of a lot of content over there. A lot of content. Way, way too much content. You don't want to show tonight over there too, Joseph?
5: Uh, in this mood, probably, yeah. I don't know. I need to okay. sleep at some point, pal. Yeah. Nah. Who cares? Okay. Sleeps are cowards. Yeah, true. Uh,
4: that's it. Right? We'll be back next week. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Joseph. Next week. Yes. Big on. segment. I got to hype this. I got to hype this. I'm very proud of this. All right? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been on a tremendous run with cold opens. Pretty much every cold open we've done has been our best cold open ever. Uh, Next week, our cold open will be very good, I promise. You'll want to stick around till about like the 410, 415 mark next week. You should do it every week when we go that far. Main event segment. I'm main eventing with this. It's not even the cold open, which is our best stuff. Our show actually sucks. Our cold open is what you should tune in for. Next week, main event segment. Going to deliver. That's all I'm saying. It's going to deliver.
5: I don't want to comment on this. All I asked you is, will I need to do something like physical? Will I need to be like a Then, will I need to do some sort of stunt? Or is it just am I going to be watching some sort of insanity take place? You know? That's all I want to know. That's all you want to know?
4: I'm not going to yeah. tell you anything, Joseph. Oh, you you, you should that. get
5: you should get your
4: gift. You'll you'll get it. once you see it, you'll you'll know, and then we'll we'll go from there. I have
5: to open it on the air, right? Yeah,
4: yeah, yes.
5: Okay, I assume it's a contract that we've signed, Buddy Matthews, to the distraction.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm promising. I promise you. I promise you, it's going to deliver. All right, the biggest pop in distraction history. Biggest pop in distraction history. We'll see y'all next week.